Welcome to the Home Time Show podcast. This is an unusual podcast because uh, uh, for this show and for the next week or so, or couple of weeks, uh, Richie's broadcasting from his dad's flat because having some building work done in the house, as you'll find out during the course of the programme. Right now, as we speak, as we record this uh, intro for you, uh, Rocco is in the bath. You normally, if you're a regular listener to the show you'll, or the podcast, you'll find Rocco going to the, have his bath at the same kind of time. And we're bang on that right now. Um, does your dad's bath have one of those things where you click a button or pull a little bit of string and air bubbles come out of it? Oh, wow. Um, no, I can, uh, I, I can create air bubbles in the bath here, but it's not by uh, a piece of string or a button. Wouldn't you love one of those? They were they were a bit of a thing. I think they were a bit of a thing maybe in the mid to late 90s. Uh, and you just get these little bubbles that come out of the bottom of baths and they give you this kind of like a jacuzzi-type treatment. But you don't see them these days. It's, it just seems to me like a real shame they didn't catch on. No, I agree. Um, I, I, baths are underrated. I love a bath. Um, I, I think... They're not they're not the most environmentally friendly thing when you evaluate it, are they? And maybe that's why they've gone out of fashion with your bubbles. I don't but they've made the nice little we've talked about the trays that you can have across your lap there if you want to work on the computer like a modern day uh Sir Winston Churchill whilst did typing your notes or memoirs. So that's cool. Some people put candles in there. We a lot of people listen to the radio in there. Why not bring back the bubbles? I think people see jacuzzi and think it's too it's too flash, it's too lotto winner, do you know what I mean? But I think it's within reach. I think if you want to, if you want your bubbles vibes, but you want to do it in a less showy way, uh, you could do what I do. I still buy, primarily for Rocco, but I'll use it myself, matey. Oh, matey, the little sailor bottle of, uh, <laughs> of bath stuff, yeah? That's it, yeah. I mean, it's child's bubble bath, but I mean, you know, a bubble's a bubble. What a fantastic point to leave you as we then transition into the show itself. Enjoy. Starting with a question tonight, right? Do you ever get those moments in life when you get a shot of panic because something happens, but it makes you feel alive, like I was saying earlier on? You don't get too much danger these days, it's fair to say, in modern life particularly now even more so that we're like trapped at home and everything as well. But think back to our ancestors and stuff where you're creeping around the forest. You never know where you're going to get eaten or something like that by a bear. But we don't get that anymore, that whole fight and flight thing too often. So when something genuinely scary happens, uh, like that, it hits you like a hit of smelling salts in a boxing match or something like that. It makes you feel alive. Allow me to explain. This morning, I was doing that thing where I was putting on some underpants. Bear with me on this. Putting on some underpants. I had one leg in already, so I was halfway there. And then I went to put my other foot through, but then it got caught. You ever have those moments where your foot gets caught when you're trying to put your other leg in for your pants and then you're out of control and you're wobbling, you're like King Kong on top of the Empire State Building. And just for a second, my life flashed before my eyes. But then I managed to study myself. I did a couple of hops, put my foot through and all was okay. It was a shot of adrenaline and genuinely I feel alive after it as well. So tonight on the show for the first hour, after those moments in modern life where you get a shot of pure adrenaline, a panic, what are they sharing with the group? Well, first off, I want to say congratulations for not falling earlier. You and I are both getting older. If you tumbled uh, as oh, we get older, uh, you know, <laughs> every falls Imagine. a risk. This is it. I'm, I'm at that. What a way to go. That's, that's the other bit about it as well. Because like another panic is you might have had this before where you've eaten too much sausage roll in one go. You deep throat in against a sausage roll. And you, ta- you have too much in one go and you just choke for just a second. You think, 
oh my God, imagine they found me on the couch like that. What a way to go. <laughs> I would say modern panic for me. You remember the underground? Do you remember the tube? <laughs> I remember them. <laughs> I'd say in the olden days, uh, approaching the tube and then suddenly you hear the beep, 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 beep and the doors are about to <laughs> shut and you, <laughs> you make that jump and the leap and your rucksack hasn't got caught in the door. You have made it into the train, but everyone's looking at you and you know that if it went the other way, they'd hate you. That, for me, that's a modern panic. This is exactly what we're after. Particularly, there's that chance that your bag might get caught and you'll be on your back like a beetle and everyone yeah. should be laughing at you. And then the train driver makes an announcement saying, please don't uh, jam the doors. Oh, yeah, and everyone just thinks you're a big idiot. This is it. These are the things that we're after, those moments that make you feel alive. Matt's tweeted to say, what about drying your hands uh, with a hand dryer in the loose at a service station toilets whilst there's a queue of people waiting <laughs> behind you to dry their hands too? <laughs> All of these things. Get in touch now. Get it off your chest. Emily tweets to say, what about this? When you're at a coffee shop using the necessary table, rushing to put your sugar stroke sweetener into your coffee, and there are people waiting behind you to use the said table to do the same thing. Yes. Modern Panic Sonar on the show, uh, if you have those moments in life where life just gives you a little shot of adrenaline and a panic, what is it? Describe them. Tell us about them. Uh, this is a bit of a gamer panic, I would say, which is obviously a modern one by the very definition. Uh, Chris says a 90 second minute highlight pops up while you're playing football manager and you're 1-0 up. Richie will understand. Yes, that, that is a truly horrible feeling. Like, why is it showing this to me? What's going to happen? <laughs> yeah. Will it be good or will it be bad? Uh, Mark adds, the phone face drop is a regular feature in our household. That's, this is awful. This is uh, if you're looking at your phone in bed or you're lying on the couch with it above you and you drop it into your face. And you have this panic that you, maybe you've sent that message out on social media somewhere. He adds, <laughs> I always try and style it out, which is quite difficult. <laughs> John says sitting down on the toilet when you think the seat is down but it isn't oh. that extra inch makes all the difference what a rush and I think John would admit as you get older it's another one that becomes harder to navigate or oh, do you know what that little it takes a couple of seconds to kick in when you realize that you know that that cold rim that's not the normal feeling is it <laughs> and you jump straight back up again it's a little bit like um what's that what's that dance called where people go under a bamboo cane on a holiday in the Caribbean the Lambada. This, is it the Lambada? No, it's not. No, it's not. Uh, Pogo. No, it's not Pogo. No. What is it called? Uh, Lumbo. Limbo. Limbo, Limbo. That's oh, it. my word. <laughs> Me and Richie are like those two old fellas in the Muppets watching up on the heights. <laughs> uh, Rachel says, what about this? Uh, when you have a one-cup kettle and you're making a pot noodle and you need to stop the flow at exactly the right point on the pot noodle. <laughs> I would, even though I've got some other examples to read out, I'd quite appreciate it if you and I silently just go and play another song as I dwell <laughs> on the fact that I mixed up the, uh, the limbo with the lambada. Fantastic. It's a Monday, folks. Uh, this text says, My boyfriend's brother went to open the fabric powder from the very top of the box instead of using the big red strip around it. And I said, What are you doing? In a high tone. And he flinched like I was about to slap him. I felt so bad afterwards. This is it. It's a little shot of adrenaline. Speaking of shots of adrenaline, uh, the wonderfully named Coffee Monster on Twitter says, Getting your pocket or sleeve caught on the door handle as you walk past. <laughs> I love that. It's like being yanked off stage in like a vaudeville comedy by someone with a walking <laughs> stick. It's like, get out. Uh, I'm going to chuck another one in the mixer, right? What about this? Taking your jumper off at the traffic lights. That is a hell of a panic, isn't it? Or you go one further. You're one of those people. You've seen these people, Boulder's Brass, who decide to go and check that the boot's properly closed at lights and then jump back in again before it goes back to green. That's brinkmanship, that, isn't it? 
I have to, at this point, uh, throw under the bus uh, my mate Darren, who, uh, when we were at university um, and uh, going to uh, going to football on a Saturday afternoon, he would uh, there was a there was a cash point and a set of traffic no. lights that he he reckoned, and in in fairness, he never got caught out. He would pull up at the traffic lights, get out, run to the cash point, go and get cash, and be back in the car before they changed to green again. I hated it. Oh, it made me so anxious. That's amazing. And this guy sounds absolutely amazing. He's a legend, this guy. I mean, I don't want to divert us onto a different phoning, but my God, if anyone can beat that for pure brinkmanship, I, I want to hear about it. That is amazing. Uh, Andy Pike says, what about this? The moment you know you are dropping your phone, you can't stop it, and it feels like life is going in slow motion. What a buzz. And Joe says, stepping out of the bathtub after your morning shower, and despite the bath mat, the, add that in there, bath mat. All right there, Joe. How's the 70-year-old thing going there? Slip ever so slightly. These are all modern panics. Cheers for getting involved. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. So, I'm not at home today. Uh, I am broadcasting the show from my dad's flat. Uh, <laughs> is everything okay? <laughs> my wife and my daughter, my wife and my son are are here with okay. me. So, so okay. <laughs> yeah, we have moved out for a fortnight. My dad's flat uh, is empty. You don't need to know all the details, but it's because uh, we've got building work going on at home, and uh, there's all sorts of walls that are being knocked down at the moment so you can't live there let alone do a radio show that needs a bit bit of peace and quiet so relocated for a fortnight while builders make a mess of our house but here's the thing right my wife has created an Instagram account to document the house renovations. And Bush, I, I cannot understand the motivation behind this in any way, shape or form. Don't you think that's the weirdest thing to do? It is the thing these days, though. It is what happens. Uh, uh, my sister-in-law, Hannah, they're getting their house renovated right now at the moment. And I can't remember what the name of it is, but she has set up an Instagram account for the house renovation. And it's got loads of followers. It's got more followers than she has. So people love this kind of stuff. I think there's, a, there's an element of voyeurism involved in it a little bit. Do you know what I mean? It's really weird. I said to her, I said, I think I'm going to have to mention this on the show that you've created this account. And I thought she would sort of like, you know, rile back at me. And she was like, oh, no, no, no that's great. I might get some more followers. And I'm thinking, <laughs> no, 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 it's a house. Houses do not have their own social media accounts. This is a place for us to live. It's a place for us to work in, relax in. It's not like a, a focal point on social media. It's, it's just so weird. I like the idea of your house getting almost its own personality. Imagine that. Your house has got, you know, its own Instagram followers and all that kind of thing. That's quite cool. But this is the tip of the iceberg. Honest to God, I think there's loads of people listening right now who might have made up a social media account for their pet rabbit. Or I remember when we used to live in Crouch End, I swear the cat that used to sit uh, on the bins right by the main bit of Middle Lane in Crouch End had its own Twitter account because so many people used to see it on the way to school or on the way to work and someone set up a Twitter account for it and used to reply to people. It was unbelievable. So look, get in touch with us this evening. You can text 81215. You can tweet us at Absolute Radio. Uh, maybe, maybe, first off, maybe you have created 
a less than traditional social media account for something. So tell us about that, if that's you. Or secondly, maybe you follow or you've you've heard of a particularly strange one. We want to hear from both. Oh, well, I'd like to put forward, and I don't think this is strange. I think in many ways this is amazing. The Peshwari Nan fans group that I set up on of Facebook... It's going great guns. We've nearly got 800 <laughs> members. So if you love a Peshwari Nan, you know where to find us. I'll tweet the link out in a bit. But I guess, you know, starting up a group is an example of starting a niche social media thing up for something that you love. Yeah, I, I can't believe you've got to 800 for that. That's amazing. <laughs> it's our control, but there's some amazing Peshwari Nan tips on there right now. If you're, uh, if you're into that kind of thing, that's for sure. Vanessa says, my daughter made a Facebook account for her hamster because it helped her with a Club Penguin membership, uh, which is an interesting concept. And Ria has spotted a Facebook account called Threatening Toilets, where if you found a public toilet or I guess a private one as well that you think has a threatening aura, you can you can pop it onto this this Facebook account. Oh, my. That is so weird. You should say that, right? Because growing up in, like, spending a lot of years in Bristol, like I did, there was a pizzeria on um, White Ladies Road, the main, like, shopping bit on the way down, Park Street, to be precise, at the bottom there in Bristol. And it, when you used to go to the loo in the pizzeria, the um, the tiles were arranged so that they were slightly at a weird angle. So it made, like, it made you feel like you were falling forwards. And if you'd had, like, a couple of carafes of red wine, it used to absolutely spin me out every time I was in there. And if that place was still going, I'd 100% submit their loo to Threatening Toilets, the page. Uh, Will has suggested Paddy Ashdown's hat. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing this <laughs> it does exactly what it says on the tin. I don't necessarily remember Paddy Ashdown for wearing a hat, but so be it. Sure, I swear I saw them at Reading 93. it's always there it's just you never know when it's going to pop up Uh, Claire says uh, you have to check out the Weatherspoons carpet appreciation page on Facebook Uh, people post a picture of the carpet in various Weatherspoons pubs it's pretty niche but it's brilliant I love that I'd forgotten, uh, this is going to undermine everything that I've been saying, I've forgotten that I follow a, a, a Twitter account, which is WH Smith Carpets. Um, oh some word. of them in places a little bit threadbare, but that is something that I actually follow. <laughs> Uh, now, my eldest daughter, Erin, is obsessed with this dog, which uh, I don't know if it's alive anymore now, this dog. It's called Jif Pom. I think Jif Pom might have died, sadly. Uh, spoiler alert. Basically, it's a Pomeranian dog who became an internet sensation, and it's got, uh, it had, at the peak of its powers, 10.4 million followers. 10.4 million followers for a Pomeranian dog. <laughs> uh, whilst we are still locked down, we are giving you plenty of things for you to waste your time and look at. Didn't realise it was going to go this way. Keep your ideas coming. Uh, how would you fancy looking at what's going on at a bus stop? Uh, Neil has got in touch with a social media account. It's a Twitter account called Drum Bray Bus Stop. Uh, we are after from you this evening the strange social accounts that you've heard of, or maybe you curate one of these yourself or you follow. Uh, this because my wife has devised this uh, Instagram account uh, documenting the house renovations uh, that uh, that are going on at our place at the moment. Fascinating. Uh, but yeah, on this one, you can you, basically you just get to see what's going on at a bus stop in Edinburgh, Amazing. I think. I absolutely love it. In these weird times, that's the kind of content that I'm coming here for. Do you know what I mean? Um, could someone back me up as well? I swear someone set up uh, a social media account for the cat that sits on the bins in Middle Lane in Crouch End in North London. If that isn't the case, I've, I need to lay off the scotch a little bit in the evening. Well, that's for sure. Uh, Adam says, um, I look at an account that's solely dedicated to letting followers know whether or not it's Friday today in German. 
That's the nichest so far. Um, this this here says we're building our own house, home built with love on Instagram. Uh, we've got almost three thousand followers. We'd love a mention. My husband oh. isn't a builder; he's completely done it all himself. Says Lindsay and Steve in North Yorkshire. Very impressive. I tell you what, Bush. I, I my wife would hate me at this point if I'm plugging other people's renovations and I don't mention hers. Yeah, our do it, do warehouse. It. That's it, all right? That's the one mention. Go and find it. How, how big's the build you haven't done? <laughs> <laughs> we live uh, in there. There you go. Uh, Rory Scoops, who's got the name of the night so far from Hitchin, has got in touch. He says, my mate has an Insta account called Pigeons of St Neots, where he gives voices to the pigeons that live in St Neots. Now, that is that's, pretty niche. That is awesome. That, that's like Johnny Morris vibes from back when it you is. and I were kids. Yes. Love it. It's amazing. Instagram account for my car project, 1980 Mini Clubman Estate Conversion to Performance Honda Engine Four-Wheel Drive. <laughs> Might give that one a wide berth, no offence. <laughs> and then Rick says, oh, this is amazing, I follow a uh, Facebook page called Massive Ice Creams, where people post pictures of themselves next to the giant ice cream stands you get outside of ice cream shops. But is it right to eat ice creams in the cold? No. So hands up right now if you watched Antiques Roadshow yesterday. Yes. Anyone watch Antiques Roadshow? Yes, Richie did as well. I did. You just find yourself watching it, don't you? And I would say, I don't know whether you agree with this or not, no TV show captures the essence of what a Sunday is like more than Antiques Roadshow. Maybe Songs of Praise. Maybe just at a stretch, Harry Seacombe in Songs of Praise. But by Sunday essence, I mean school the next day. Got to have an early night. You might have wet hair because you just had a bath. You're wearing dinosaur PJs. Uh, maybe you're ironing in the lounge with the big light on, doing school uniforms for the next week or doing some shirts, getting your shirts done for the rest of the week with work. Remember when you used to go out the house for work and stuff like that? Uh, Richie, what's your view? The most Sunday TV show of all time. It's hard to beat. Um, it's hard to beat Antiques Roadshow, as you've already said. But I, I've got one. I've got one that tried really hard to lift the spirits. It, it recognised that Sunday night is challenging, whether it's school or back to work the next day. But it tried hard with its its jaunty music and its uh, its whimsical storylines. As I take you back to Ireland in the late nineties, early noughties, and I give Ooh. you Kiss Angel. <laughs> yes, I remember that. That's proper Sunday night, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, uh, that reminds me of having my tea on my lap. You have your tea on your lap and then it's time to go to bed a bit after that. Another one to chuck in the mix, That's Life with Esther Ranson. Even some of these, uh, the theme tunes are a bit triggering. Like you've, For some reason, it, it, now, if you were to play me the, the, the closing music or the, the intro theme music of That's Life with Esther Ranson, I'd get up and start walking upstairs like it's time to go for bed without even thinking <laughs> or knowing what's going on. John Brooks says it's got to be just the, even the theme of Tales of the Unexpected. Do you remember that with its incredible theme tune of the lady dancing with tarot cards spinning around in a circle? That was quite scary, wasn't it? I mean, right up there with some of the greatest theme tunes of all time. And, and once again, there's another topic that we don't want you to get in touch with. So don't get in touch with microwave wattages and don't get in touch with great theme tunes, all right? It's just let's stick with Sunday Night Daily for now. Uh, Richard says, oh, wow. London's burning. My words, I love that show. I I would I would have that back in a heartbeat. I loved London's burning. That's proper Sunday night, isn't it? London's burning. Colin says it's got to be Howard's Way. He says to him, Howard's Way is the oh bad word 
I've not done my homework yet, Soul Destroyer. <laughs> and then Darren wants to put forward, and actually another crazy theme tune up there with uh, Tales of the Unexpected. Darren says, The South Bank Show, crazy theme tune, and Melvin Bragg. Uh, there's a lot coming in saying similar to Steve here you can't beat a bit of bully oh Jim Bowen come and have a look at what you could have won (laughs) do you know my favourite ever Frankie Boyle thing ever was uh, him describing what it's like if the button's not working on an electric toilet on a train and he says you get unveiled like a prize in uh, Bullseye, <laughs> we sat on the loop. He's <laughs> absolutely right. Uh, Luke says, the Crime Stoppers advert after news at 10. Uh, I was brought up on all the horror and scary stuff as a kid, uh, but the Crime Stoppers music was terrifying. I can't remember the Crime Stoppers music. Apparently, absolutely terrifying. Uh, Neil has made a good shout of, in fairness, this is something a little bit more recent, but I would say it really did claim that Sunday night vibe. As a massive fan of the show, Neil says recently it would have to be Homeland. Channel 4 only ever put that out at nine o'clock on a Sunday night. I would absolutely associate that with work the next day. Right, bedtime and Homeland. And then Ed Atkins says the gut-wrenching Last of the Summer Wine theme tune is bedtime music for him. Highway to Heaven, as far as I can remember, two quite old American actors and they were supposed to be angels that were just walking around in 1970s cop gear. Do you remember that? Amazing. Highway to Heaven. I don't remember that. Bizarrely, the only highway that I'm remembering has been suggested by Kevin uh, that I'm, I, I was just poised to mention, and that's a very different highway, Highway with Harry Seacombe. Uh, from what I remember, it was, it was ITV's rival to Songs of Praise. The idea of a spiritual programme like Songs of Praise having a rival is heresy just at the mere mention of it. So well, what was the basis of calling it Highway, though? Like, it's a religious programme. What, what, is he up and down on motorways? Is he only allowed on motorways, or how does it work? I, I don't know. I guess maybe uh, he was offering uh, the opposite direction highway to your American one where they were going to hell. This is a, Please get in touch and tell us, <laughs> clarify what's going on there with Harry Seacombe's highway. Mimi <laughs> says, if we're going way back, in terms of a theme tune, it has to be Bergerac. The oh. theme tune always reminds me of that, uh-oh, I haven't done my homework and I'm running out of time feeling. And then Simon's chucking in some food as well. Simon says, we used to have crumpets for tea while watching Just William. I I mean, this is yet another tangent, and you lot have thrown a lot our way tonight, but crumpets, very much a Sunday tea thing. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. Uh, just harking back to something from the last couple of weeks to say a thank you for. Um, obviously, on Friday's show, you would have heard how uh, we won the vote uh, that was ongoing between the Daybury Breakfast Show and Home Time as to who was going to design uh, the best Valentine's card with Thoughtful.com. Uh, and Roy Pak Choi, our, our little Home Time mascot, really, uh, was on the front of uh, the Home Time version. Oi, oi, Pak Choi. Happy Valentine's Day. It's said with uh, uh, him twerking on the front so uh, we won which was great I don't know about you Bush what I wasn't expecting was for people to go out and be buying and ordering it as well we received so many tweets over the weekend of people happy uh, receiving um, uh, romantic thoughts from their lover with a picture of our pack choy 
Do you know the other thing as well that's happened with this whole thing? Uh, firstly, a huge thank you to everyone that bought them and sent us the photos. We absolutely love it over the weekend. Uh, also, it's changed my view of Pack Choice. I, I almost nodded at someone. I saw them at the supermarket at the weekend as well. So, all right, there. They've become little celebrities for me now, Pack Choice. I'll never look at them the same again. I know there's been money as well going to uh, our Cash for Kids charity uh, from those of you who who bought the uh, Roy Pack Joy card as well. So it is all much appreciated. Um, happy Valentine's Day, belatedly, from Bush, myself and Roy. Oi, oi. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. There you go. That's the uh, podcast in the bath. One final in the bath. Oh, my God, I've got it on the brain. One final bit of bath chat. If I could just finish off with this. Maybe maybe the reason that the whole bubbles, jacuzzi bubble thing is not around anymore. Because an un- there's an undercurrent of, excuse the pun, of orthopaedic. Do you know what I mean? Um... Uh, what would you call it? What's the bit where you go and have um, uh, physiotherapy in a war- in a swimming pool at a corns. hospital? It's not corns. It's um, like out. Um, oh no! I maybe just cut this bit. I don't know what I'm talking about. What's it called? Bunions? Not bun. Not bunions. Producer Nick chipping in there. There's there's a type of occupational therapy. Occupational therapy. That's what it is. Sometimes the bubbles, because the, the reason I'm talking about the bubbles in in a bath is the last time I saw them, to be fair, was in uh, an old people's home. My mum and dad used to run an old people's home. The main bath that you could get in on the main floor had the bubbles pull string thing. So <laughs> there's an undercurrent of occupational therapy. I, I, I must admit, when you, at the beginning of the podcast, were, were, t- were talking about people with with bubbles in baths and pulleys and buttons at home, I was I was thinking... Oh, I didn't, you know, I think I saw a lot of my mates' bathrooms when I was a, as a kid, and I don't remember seeing too many with, uh, with, with this kind of setup. So, you, 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 you appear to be basing this on your childhood of growing up in a in a residential home, which is fine in a residential camp. This is, and you're absolutely right. And I think the further I was in talking about it, I was thinking. Now, this might just be because it was a residential care home and there is an occupational therapy <laughs> angle to it. But if someone's listening to that right now and they've got a bath that does bubbles, then please get me out of this hole I've dug by One getting of in touch on email. that we've learned on this podcast today uh, is that you and me, if you if you chuck the two of us in together, we don't know what the, the limbo, the lambada, bunions, <laughs> corns and <laughs> occupational therapy slash orthopaedic treatment is. It's been, it's been a show of not being able to grasp words that are just nearly there, but we hope you've enjoyed it. Thank you so much for downloading 45 Minutes of Ignorance. You've been listening to the Home Time Show on Absolute Radio. When you go home, you've been listening to the Home Time Show. The, the last, last bit, bit of, of the no repeat guarantee. Soon May your tea will come. You can watch TV in your tracky bottoms. Until then, we'll play you songs and maybe send you a tea towel. The Home Time Show is about the Essex Loop, the bird invasion, and I hate for Bing. The Home Time Show, we speak of pundit shoes and a lass called Leona. Soon may your tea will come, you can watch TV in your tracky bottoms. Until then, we'll play you songs and maybe send you a tea towel.